Hi, and welcome to Refuse the Standard Podcast. My name is Vince Turbrack, and I'm a health and fitness coach. On this podcast, you'll have the opportunity of following my sister's journey of weight loss in 2021. As you hear throughout the podcast, although she will experience weight loss, that's not the ultimate destination. My sister and I agreed to do this podcast in hopes that it will help you in your journey. My sister is a nurse, and me being a coach, naturally we love helping others. Whether your goal is weight loss or not, the coaching and tactics used to help her on her journey can be applied to you in your journey. Remember, I'm not a doctor, so be sure to consult your doctor before beginning any diet and exercise routine. We're excited for you to follow along and appreciate you tuning in. Now let's get into this week's episode. All right, all right. It's the Refuse the Standard podcast. My name is Vince Turbrack and I'm with... April Turbrack. All right, gang. This is week five, episode five. Episode five, week 10 perhaps. Yep, yep. (laughs) So episode five here. We're super excited to uh, bring this episode to you. We're going to talk um, all things my fitness pal, how to figure out your calories. So I would highly recommend not driving while listening to this one. You're going to want to get home, pen and paper in hand, help walk you through setting up uh, your calories. Now, just know that there's not a perfect science science to this, that we uh, once we get your calories figured out, there will be constant adjusting along the way. April, can you attest to that? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll already hear in this episode us making um, some adjustments. That's why it's super helpful to have a coach or someone you can trust uh, with making those adjustments. So let's kick things off like we do every week, um, or every episode for that matter, is APs, wins, obstacles, what's some things that you've overcome this week? Fill the people in. How the past two weeks been going? Yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting to me that I always, my obstacles turn into my wins and that's kind of a cool place to be. So I'm sorry that for the listeners out there that I don't delineate them clearly, they kind of just mesh together for me. So it's been a heck of a past two weeks, just a lot going on with family and in life. I guess some listeners know what's going on. So my dad recently had to have some valve replacement surgery and just, I think myself being a nurse, I put a lot on myself to be like, I got to know the answers and I got to keep people organized and I got to help him recover. And so uh, again, let's, let's, let's dumb down valve replacement. Dad had open heart surgery. Yeah, 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 yeah. A valve replacement via open heart, yes. Love it. And he is recovering, for those wondering, recovering like a champion. He is crushing this and so, so, so proud of him. Um, But that being said, so it was a lot of, you know, back and forth between phone calls with family and just trying to keep everybody up to date. And then a lot of like 10 to 12 hour days at the hospital. And... 10 to 12 hour days at the hospital means that I can't bring with me my my normal meal prep because where in the heck am I going to put it? And it the most difficult thing about this is is because of COVID, the hospital specifically said only one visitor the whole day, which is like, okay, then in my mind, I'm like, I'm here. I'm here for the long haul. Like, let's do this. So past AP, prior to like working out happiness despite, prior to all the mental, emotional, physical work I've done on myself, this would have been the easiest excuse to be like, I'm going to eat like a train wreck because I'm stuck here at the hospital and you know, they have all these delicious, nice foods and I'm just going to eat my feelings and feel better. But honestly, in that moment, I had like a, a come to Jesus and I'm like, 
AP, is this really going to make you feel better? Are you just going to feel now miserable and tired? Are you going to just have one minute of relief of eating nice things and then really overall just feel miserable and tired and then not as alert or able to to kind of listen and pay attention? So I, of course, was like, yeah, no, no, duh. Of course, I'm going to feel worse if I just, you know, laid in myself down with all the treats so every single day at the hospital, it was, you know, good little salads, good yogurts and fresh fruit. Thank goodness the hospital had all that stuff. Um, and I was able to, you know, no, no, thank God, no binges. Every night I came home and just like went to bed and was like, okay, you know, still was getting my daily exercise in and like what an incredible feeling to like feel like maybe a little bit the world is coming at you, burning down around you, but like you're in control of what you can be in control of. And I think that's my obstacle and that was how I overcame it. Yeah, so we're not talking just about 10 to 12 hour days at the hospital visiting dad because he had a little bit of a a couple of steps back with his recovery. So these weren't just like hanging out with dad, everything's going great. These were some stressful events over the past few days. Yes, yeah, very, very stressful. And just like the uncertainty, like, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a pediatric nurse. So we deal with like little heart problems and little, you know, cardiothoracic is not my my ball of wax, but my willingness and ability to number one, learn and fight for my dad was like, you know, incredible in this scenario. So every little like hiccup along the way, I was like, okay, what are they telling us? What do we really want him to do? And uh, of course that's no shade at like the doctors and the nurses, like his care team did a great job, but you know, just when you feel like you are the ultimate advocate for your family and you, you know, want to help them recover to the best extent as possible. So yeah, there was some, some hiccups and some setbacks and some some scary scenarios. I don't, you know, don't know any better way to say it that we definitely overcame and. Yeah. So sweet. So kind of two victories, one long stints of time without food. Yeah. Long stints of time having to go make a decision, not with your own food, but at a, at at the food court. Yes. And just being emotional in that scenario. And then then stress. Yeah. I could talk to people on the phone, but like no one was right there with me to be like, AB, come on, we're okay. Like, let's go eat something. And just, it, it was just kind of, you felt a little bit like, not like you were on your own, but kind of like you were working through that on your own. Definitely. All right. So yeah, three kind of separate scenarios all in one that each of themselves by themselves would have been cue for, okay, this is acceptable to go off the rails, but you had all three at once and still were able to overcome. Heck yes. Awesome. Anything else on the victories side of things? Yeah, I will share to any of you that have, I'm going to say episode maybe two or three, where we talked about the candy box at work and the Valentine's Day victory. I'm so proud, like elated to say that that box is still sitting up above my cubby. And I like, I don't even think about it. Like I have to go in that cubby to like get my papers out and stuff to do my job. And I see it and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want it. Or if there's like, you know, it's all little bite size, fun size stuff. If there is a little something that I'm like, oh, I'm just going to add this into my calories for the day and I'm going to enjoy it and then be done. And like since starting this journey, you know, Obviously, we've been working at this a while, but really like January 1, I've had no no binges, like no extra trips to the grocery store. Um, just that's such a cool, cool feeling that I did not think 
I'd be feeling at this point. For sure. So you have that box tucked away. So you have to make mm-hmm. a choice to go get it. Yes. As opposed to old school, maybe it just stays on the desk and that's why it goes. I'll be honest, so old fast. school, it, it wouldn't have, yeah, it wouldn't have survived. It, it would have been survived. gone that first day because I would have felt if I just eat it all now and get rid of it, then it's like the bomb explodes at once and then we'll deal with the fallout afterwards. Awesome. So that's that's what we would call a choice architecture intervention. Ooh. You make a small physical or social environmental change to cue a good behavior. Yeah. So hiding that, hiding it, putting the candy jar out of sight. Yes. Makes it less you wanting to reach right after it. So correct. Making these little things that you have to go the extra step because ultimately, as humans, we're lazy. Yeah. And we go for the easy thing. Correct. So if it's within reach, <laughs> it's probably going to go down. So just the simple thing of putting it out of reach and out of sight makes it more likely for you to have a victory. And how hard, quote unquote, is that to do? It's a easy. pretty simple yeah. thing, but has a lot of impact to help cue. Uh, healthier behavior. Mm -hmm. Love it. All right. So this episode, we're going to dive into uh, my fitness pal, how to figure out calories, how to figure out your macronutrients, what all that stuff um, means so you can have some success. With all of my clients, I do, at least for some extent of time, will help teach you how to use my fitness pal and will help you track calories Now, if it's something you absolutely love, heck yeah, you'll do it for as long as you love it. If it's something you don't love, then you're just going to do it just long enough so we can get an idea and some data on how many calories you're roughly getting in, what that macro profile looks like, and then what your weight does based on the number of calories you eat. So it could either be a short amount of time or a lot amount of time. It just depends on your preference. So learning my fitness pal, super important. So calories, what the heck's a calorie? Calorie is a unit of energy. You burn it, you eat it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty simple pretty simple. So let's talk about there's four different ways to burn calories. BMR, AP, you know what BMR is? Basal metabolic rate. Awesome. So that's you're at rest. It's all the functions inside your body. You don't think about your heart beating. You don't think about your lungs breathing. You don't you don't think about these things, but all these actions are required and they take energy in order for them to be done. That is the majority of how your body burns energy. Now, the fitness industry will have you convinced that your exercise and exercising really hard is what burns the most amount of calories, but you're going to find out it is at the bottom of the list for the amount of calorie you burn on a daily basis. So your BMR is about 65% of your, uh, of your energy burn on a daily basis. Having more muscle mass, depending on your age, some genetics, some gender, some of those things will determine if that percentage is higher or lower. The next one that burns the most amount of calories is your NEAT. AP, you know your NEAT? Um, Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. (laughs) That is right. So a big old fancy word for you walk in to the office taking the elevator yeah (laughs) yep so just the things that aren't formal activity for you but it's playing with the kids it's the taking the stairs it's walking through the you know shopping mall parking a little further yeah yep so that's about 20 percent. so that's why it's important to be active not just exercising but being active 
Then the next one is about 10% um, of your calorie burn, and it's your teeth. T-E-F. AP, you know which one that is? Is it the thermogenic effect? No. The thermic, the thermic effect of food. Oh, okay, there yes. it is. Yeah, good job. Sweet. <laughs> so uh, it takes energy to break your food down. When you're eating food, it then has to be digested, and that t- digested, and that takes energy. Do you know what macronutrient has the highest thermic effect? Protein. Protein. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Protein is so dang important on so many different levels. And for you calorie burners out there, it does burn the most calories to digest. So another victory win, on win, win. Eating, uh, eating more protein. And then the last one is your EEE. It's your exercise energy expenditure. And it's only 5% of your total daily, daily calorie burn. So it's a tiny amount um, Typically, 250 to 500 calories every time you exercise. Obviously, could be more, could be less, depending on your frequency and all those good stuff. But moral of the story is, is it's not a very lot. No, and if I'm hearing you correctly, maybe for that person that struggles to get to the gym, maybe just starting with park your car a little farther, take the stairs instead of the elevator, and that could have a bigger impact than them getting up bright and early in the morning before work to have to go to the gym is that what you're saying yeah so i still want you to go to the gym but but when left you know left with i don't know if i'll be able to make it you can still be really active and being really active burns a lot of calories because it's it's 16 hours that you're awake and have the opportunity to be active versus the one hour of just exercising. Yeah. Now, when it comes to burning fat and all that kind of good stuff, building muscle, super dang important, which typically sure. requires some kind of resistance, which is the easiest way to get it is at a gym. Sure. Um, okay. So love it. So if you add all those up, that's your T-D-E-E. That's your total daily energy expenditure. So you can get tests done to figure out what your basal metabolic rate is. Um, There are companies that do that. We actually have one at the gym as well. If you're interested, let us know. We can help get you set up with that. Uh, But moral of the story is when we're starting off trying to track calories or trying to figure out how many calories you burn throughout the day, what we start with is, well, we just have you start recording how many calories you eat and then what your weight is, and then we take that average. If your weight is going down at a certain number of calories, then we probably figured out that that calorie is a deficit for you. And if we were to raise that calorie number up and you no longer were losing weight, you were maintaining your weight, well, that's how many calories you would intake versus burn so we could figure out what that total calorie number is. And of course, if you're someone who wants to build up strength, build up muscle, then you may have to be in a surplus and we can definitely figure that number out. So with that being said, first things first is I need someone to start tracking their calories. So someone will start tracking their calories. I love using my fitness pail. AP uses my fitness pail. It's pretty simple to use with the barcode scanner and all that good stuff. So after about a week or two of tracking their calories, we'll basically come up with an average. From that average is is most people, especially if they haven't been super active their whole lives, they are at a high uh, body fat percentage, typically between eight and 10 is their factor. And what that factor is, is you're taking their total calories. So let's assume someone's eating 2,500 calories and then you take their body weight, so if they weigh 250 pounds, 
you divide those numbers, 2,500 2, calories divided by 250 mm-hmm. equals 10. Yep. So most people with a slow metabolism or a slower metabolism are typically between 8 and 10 in order for them to lose weight. Yep. We'd like to try and get someone up to a factor of 12. So you would take your body weight, multiply it by 12, and in theory, you could lose weight at that number. Yeah. That's that. You got your metabolism up pretty high. It means you're probably not – your body fat percentages is probably relatively low. You're a pretty active person. That's kind of the that's kind of the goal for someone looking to lose weight. So moral of the story is, is a lot of people come to me when it comes to weight loss between an eight and a ten, meaning they have a slow metabolism. My goal is to get you up higher, is to get you twelve, which means I want to add calories, which sounds crazy, doesn't it, April? Yeah, and that's I was gonna interject right there <laughs> is like if you guys listening at home in your in your beds in your chairs wherever you're listening are like this man is nuts. Like what is he saying? stay tuned because I felt the same way and I've just learned to trust the process enough that I'm like okay take me through this let's figure it out yeah so most weight loss is obviously the goal is to be in a calorie deficit and most people want weight off now which is totally (laughs) totally respectable and I I totally understand and I get it but more importantly you know for you April is it really about getting the weight off or is it about keeping it off? No, because we know AP can get the weight off. I can lose 50, 60, 70 pounds, and I can keep some weight off because we mm-hmm. won't diminish the success that we've had. But I can't lose a big chunk of weight and also keep a big chunk of weight off. Yep. So that's most dieters' issues is you know how to freaking get it off, and that's why you keep going from program to program because yeah. you're like, well, maybe this is the one. Well, maybe this is the one. But So you get the weight off, but then you struggle to keep it off. So with me trying to get your factor up higher is I, I want you to be able to keep the weight off. And if you're not in a huge calorie deficit, that's how you keep the weight off is you get yeah. your metabolism up and running really high. Um, your body trusts you a whole lot better when your calories are at an appropriate number to gain, to, to lose, to maintain all those things. Your body just trusts you a lot better. Okay. So, so once we figure out about how many calories you should be eating, we need to figure out what those calories look like. So there's three macronutrients, April, they are fat, protein, and carb, fat, protein, and carb. So those are the three macronutrients. We learned that the food with the highest thermic effect is protein. Protein, and I mean, what the heck else is protein beneficial for? Uh, s- s- feeling full, like energy. Awesome. So yeah. satiety. You want to build muscle. Really, you want to build anything in your body. You want to yeah. think better. You want to feel better. You want to look better. All those things take building. Protein is how you build. Sure. So you got to get your protein in. So starting each meal with protein is is objective number one. So with that being said, is AP was getting protein something that was always easy for you? No, and it was something that I didn't even know about when starting my journey. It was just like, obviously, I started with Weight Watchers. It was just how can I jimmy rig these points? But then like some days I would eat and use up all my points, and I'd still be like. I am freaking starving. Like, what is going on? But I ate the same amount of points as I did yesterday. And my um, guess is that some days we were hitting that protein target a little better than others. Yeah. So in one facet, calories are calories, but not all calories are totally uh, created equally. Correct. 
So most most um, people struggle getting in enough protein. It, when you switched over to paleo, that's when it made it a little bit easier. You you kind yeah. of based your meals off of protein first. So so getting in more protein, it's a lot easier if you think about building your meals around protein. Agreed. So so what are some examples of protein? What are some staples in your diet for protein? Yeah. So some easy is. Um, Chicken breast, love chicken breast or chicken thighs, big fan of those. Oftentimes my lunch meal starts with one of those. And then um, ground turkey, I'm a big fan of. That's my dinner meal. But I also will like, my snacks to me are, are still like meals. So it'll be like my protein that I find in my snack will be like yogurt, cottage cheese, beef jerky. Um, I don't advise like doing a lot of your macronutrients in like protein bars and things like that, like little, little snacks and artificial things. I like to get like more fruits and veggies, but like a protein bar in a pinch, good amount of protein, um, protein shakes. I think that like eggs or egg whites in the morning are nice for protein. Cool. So trying to base your meals around meat or eggs that takes some work or even even if you're vegetarian it's going to take some work to get it from real food sure so so awesome that should be the first go-to then the second go-to is there are easy foods easy to go foods that will help increase your protein so once again beef jerky protein bars protein shakes yogurt cottage cheese I think that's all I got. Yeah, cool. So, <laughs> so good stuff. So then there are the easier protein options. So no reason why you can't get enough protein in throughout the day. Um, like Abby said, especially with something like a protein bar, you just want to make sure that protein is the highest macronutrient. Macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat. You want to make sure protein is the highest number out of those three. Um, and then try and find one with the lowest amount of sugar as well. That's a good start with your protein bar next would be as the least amount of ingredients so <laughs> as natural as possible um okay sweet so that's protein so let's figure out about how many grams of protein you should be eating so we figured uh april so april was tracking her calories she was at a factor of around eight or nine yeah um so eight, around eight or nine so if we do some quick math on that it's around 2300 calories or so so with that being said is uh then we need to figure out your protein so about 0.65 to 1.25 multiplied by your body weight so that's roughly the range of protein that we're looking to get someone on a daily basis 0.65 to 1.25 of your body weight now if you're someone who's over 30 percent uh, body fat being like maybe a male and 35% female, then consider using your height in centimeters. Um, so for example, someone weighing 260 pounds, they're five foot nine, they're a female, most likely that person is over 35% body fat. So going to their centimeters at five. So instead of having this person getting in 200, 260 grams of protein, um, which is quite a bit. It's not excessive. It's not no. excessive per se, yeah. uh, but it is quite a bit. Um, is the five foot nine is 175 centimeters. So that would be the number that we would base the 0.65 to 1.25 off of. That's what we would use as our multiplier. Cool. 
So then with that, once we have the protein number figured out, then we need to figure out is this person more of a carb type food person or more of a fat type food person. So what would be an example, April, of someone who's maybe a little bit, they enjoy carbs more versus they like fats more? Yeah, so I think that I, you went the easy way. I'm more of a carb person, so I like that you hit to my strength right away. Um, so you're eating like, you know, rice and potatoes, like more starchy vegetables, um, I don't oatmeal. know. I just like, yeah, like yeah. oatmeal. Yeah, fruits have a lot. Have some good carbs. Yep. Um, more veggies versus. Yeah, like so let's go some fat. Some if you like more fats, you would find yourself like cooking with more oils. Maybe even just adding oils on as like a dressing of some sort. You know, you prefer more like avocados on things. You like a handful of nuts versus like a handful of grapes, something like that. Cool. So nuts, seeds, peanut butters, Oh, yeah, oils. peanut butter, of course. Yep. So figuring out which person are you and maybe you're like, I don't know, I kind of like it all. So that, <laughs> that's fine. We could do that as well. But for most people, so, so we figured out your protein. Now we're trying to figure out where to give you some calories. Do you want them more towards your carbs or more towards your fat? Um, so for most people, the next decision is based on that answer. If someone is like, I freaking love carbs, give me all the carbs for your fat. For most men and women, as I like you, between 50 to 70 grams of fat to maintain healthy hormone levels. So if we factor in this person's a super carb lover, then I at least want you to get about 50 grams of fat. So now that we have your protein figured out and we have your fat figured out, so for example, let's take... Um, Let's, let's use some numbers so you guys can have some real-life application to this. So if I take a 260-pound person, I'm using their 175 centimeters of height, so a 5'9 person. So I do 260 times 0.65. That's my minimum requirement for protein. That would equal 169 grams of protein. This person said that they love carbs, so we're going to make sure that they're getting at least 50 grams of fat to maintain healthy hormone levels. So you take 50 and you multiply it by nine because there's nine grams per gram of fat. Nine calories. Nine calories, gram. thank you, mm -hmm. uh, per gram of fat. That equals 450 calories. For protein and carbs, there's four calories for every gram. So 169 times four equals 670 calories. So the calories from protein, 676, and the calories from fat, 450, and you add those two numbers together, that equals 1,126 calories. So remember for AP, uh, or if for, we'll just use this, we'll, we'll use April's example. So 260 pounds times a factor of nine, that's roughly 2,340 calories. Okay. Okay. So we know April's total calories. We now know how many of those calories are gonna be protein. We now know how many of those calories are gonna be fat. So from there, we take her total calories of protein and fat, which equals 1126, and we subtract that from her total calories, which is 2340. That gives us a leftover of 1214 grams. So we divide that by four because there's four calories Per gram of carbohydrate that equals 303 grams of carbs so with that being said once I assign someone their carbs what I'm looking for in their carbs is trying to get around 35 to 45 grams of fiber 
which means you need to be eating fibrous foods. What types of food have some fiber in it? Fruits and veggies are the biggest ones that's coming to mind. And if you're getting a protein bar, typically you can find protein and protein powder and protein bars that have a good amount of fiber in them. So definitely your fruits and vegetables is what I'm pushing you towards getting the majority of your fiber from. So that's why I have that number up there where it is so that you're getting a lot of fruits and veggies. And then also with that being said is I'd like you to try and stay 100 grams or less of sugar. So carbohydrate is a, sugar is a carbohydrate. So trying to make sure you're not eating nothing but Twinkies to get your 303 <laughs> carbs. So that's how I block against, uh, you know, there's a diet with your macros called if it fits your macros, which means eat whatever the heck you want as long as it fits within your macros. And by definition, if you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. But sure. We're here for more than weight loss. We're here yeah. for some health. So we need some of those vitamins and minerals. We don't need insulin going like crazy all day, every day. So that's no. where keeping the sugar down a little bit lower. Cool. So someone's macros then would look like is 2,340 calories, 169 grams of protein, 50 grams of fat, 303 of carbs. That's what their macro profile would look like. And cool. just so yeah. we add this disclaimer, because I feel like you always have to have disclaimers when you announce anybody's macros, like, please go through this for yourself. Don't just say, perfect, he did the math, I'm close enough to AP, we'll just eat that. Like, you'll, you'll find yourself disappointed, which again, I think is why you need a coach, because they're good at monitoring this stuff and making adjustments. So I just wanted to say that disclaimer for our audience, don't, don't just use that as your own macros. Hallelujah. <laughs> I totally second that. And I think that segues great into our next part, because what have, what have we done this past week with your macros? Y'all are going to be shook. Be prepared. We increased. We increased. So AP, you know, one of the, one of the things to pay attention to when losing weight, especially if you're trying to heal, heal your metabolism because you want to be done yo-yo dieting and you want to be healthy and you want your body to trust you when you're putting nutrients in it. We can't lose weight too quickly. AP was losing weight too quickly in my estimation. So we made some adjustments. How did that adjustment, how did it go when we talked about increasing your calories? I mean, I had the fear in me. Like, I just, it was not an easy conversation for me to hear. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, we're losing. Let's just keep going full steam ahead. What do you mean more calories? For sure. So here's the deal. Obviously, me, me having a coaching business promoting weight loss, me showing the befores and afters of someone diced after 12 weeks, I mean, that's what's going to get the clicks. Yeah. I could give two craps about the clicks. Sure. I, AP wants her health. I want her health. That's the shit that inspires me um, with this whole coaching. So it's about health. It's not just about pictures and you know just how you look. It's got to be feel good and perform well as well. So with that said, as we increased her calories up, because I believe she was losing weight a little too fast. So of course, when we increased her calories, she was one, a little fearful. And, and two, of course, when you increase calories, what do you think is going to happen? What happened at the first part of the week? The weight went up. The weight went up. Mm -hmm. But now the past four or five days, where has the weight now been going? Back down. Back down. Her calories are up and her weight is now going back down. Remember, when we started this, she was at about a factor of nine 
the goal is I want to try and increase that as close to a 12 as I can get it. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean I want you to always eat the most amount of food ever. I just want you to eat the most amount of food that allows your body to heal itself, that allows your metabolism to run at full steam. So the goal in, in one way of saying it is I want you to eat the most amount of food while losing weight. But really what I'm trying to say is I want you to eat the most amount of food that allows for a healthy metabolism. Cause when you, can got, you say that again, you want to, to eat the most amount of food to develop this healthy metabolism just wow just that's wow. huge <laughs> so so with that being said so her calories are up she has lost some weight and so that's where we'll, we'll the number when ap gave the disclaimer that yeah not everyone's number is equal um no. there is going to be some playing around with that and that kind of leads to shiny object syndrome and most people yeah. The moment, the moment they stop seeing progress or the no moment they hear of something new, I mean, easily, if you would have saw your weight going back up all by yourself, it would have been a moment of frustration. Just a breakdown, sobbing, forget it, burn the boat. Like, you know, we already got a small fire over here. Let's just torch this place, game over, like quit trying. For sure. And, and in your weight loss journey, have you ever thought of maybe I need to increase my calories? Never, <laughs> never. But I think that like my body or my subcon like something was trying to tell me I needed more. And I feel like truthfully, that's where binges come from is just like you dig yourself so deep in the hole that your body is like, are we going to ever eat again? Are we ever going to eat? Like what's happening? So let's just, we don't know when we're going to get food again. So we're just going to eat all the food. And I think to hear, to hear somebody tell me that like, no, no, we're going to repair your metabolism. We're going to recover from 10 plus years of yo-yo dieting. And I'm still going to lose weight and feel fantastic. Like, sign me up. Game over. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, so um, you know, we didn't talk about the intricacies of MyFitnessPal and how to log things and stuff. But that using MyFitnessPal to use the calorie numbers to figure out your macros, that's how this ties to MyFitnessPal. Um, yeah. So I love it. So any, any, I know we kind of talked about tips and tricks with MyFitnessPal, um, specifically kind of the app. So when you're using MyFitnessPal, these calories are what's going to help you figure out your game plan. As far as actually using the app, any tips or tricks you got? Yeah, I think number one knowing is I didn't know this. and You can access it like on a desktop computer so or like a laptop computer. So if you're someone who like, I just want to input it all the night before and see it all laid out so I have my day plan, like that's an option for you. You can also go on the computer version and you can change, like this is a little thing, but just things that I found that I enjoy. And like you can change it by proxy or by like default says like meal one, meal two, meal three. But if you're like a, a, I don't know what I'll even call it, but if you like it, like I like it instead to say meal one, like pre-workout, post-workout meal, like snacks. So just, just a very little thing, but I like to see my meals kind of organized like that. Um, use the barcode, it'll be your friend, but make sure you're comparing because you have to understand a lot of these foods are entered in by just anybody using the app. So sometimes you'll scan it and it'll read, but it'll be off. And sometimes it can be off by a lot. So just, just keeping that in mind, um, knowing that if you want to add something on your own because it scanned weird, you can have the option to do that. And like, if we get any kind of like response, we could do a screen recording of, of me entering in my calories in a day or something like that if, if people really, or you can just YouTube my fitness pal and that's where I've learned a lot of tips and tricks as well. 
Sweet. And do you find it easier kind of logging it all either the night before or in the morning or as you go? Uh, night before in the morning. I like to kind of know what I'm going to eat. And then certainly things do change. You know, I missed my morning snack and I wasn't really hungry for it. So I'm going to eat my lunch and take the snack out and maybe put something in a little later. That that kind of flexibility can still happen. But I do. I like to see it laid out and know what, I, what my plan is. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, gang. So um, hope that helps. Hope you, you got a really good understanding of at least getting a, a baseline for figuring out your calories. Track your food first and compare it with your weight. That will help give you the direction on if your calories need to go up or down or stay the same. Remember, although a calorie deficit is super important in order for you to lose weight, you, we do want to balance these macronutrients out to make sure that you're getting proper uh, vitamins, minerals, a proper balance, keeping hormones safe and with the protein, you know, that you're building all these functions of wanting to look better, feel better, perform better that only protein can do. So making sure you have a good handle on making sure that your macros are, are set in a way that give you how you want to look, feel, and perform. Yeah, for awesome. sure. Cool. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. You know, I just wanted to, I should have said this in the beginning, but I forgot, like I had this epiphany moment that I'm a little bit <laughs> resentful maybe that we said this in the beginning, but I feel like from the beginning, you and I have said, we kind of want to see the storm. Like, I don't want this to just go perfectly this whole time. I want some opposition. I want some things to really test if I'm, I'm working through happiness despite if this is really going to work for us long term. And I think these past two weeks have been pretty stormy. And to say, like, okay, we faced that down and, like, we still – so I'm grateful that we said, like – we're going to face some opposition and the ideal isn't for this to be perfect the whole time because then what am I going to learn and what is everybody else going to learn if this just goes perfectly and I lose the weight and it's miraculous and easy. Yeah. The storms are coming. Yeah. They always are. And just embrace it. Like we're going to have to work through this. It is what it is. No, nah, I freaking I love it because, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely a person who I'm like anyone else who, of course, like. Be, who likes being uncomfortable but no. that's where we grow the most yeah. but you better have a dang game plan you yes. better have a purpose you better have a why because yeah. when you're going through the storm if you don't have any of that it's 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 very challenging and easy to go the opposite way that you truly want to go so yep i love i love hearing the little bit of storms of course i want life to go to go well sunshines and rains yes. well, but there's no denying that storms are coming so love that you've been prepared for them and love um, thus far you're, you're weathering them. Cool. Yeah. All right, gang. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, the support has been through the roof and we just couldn't be more grateful. Remember we are doing this for you for as much as, you know, for as much as I'm here to help April and April's here on a journey. I do have a coaching side of things. Ultimately, like we wanted to do this podcast so that we can help those that, whatever, just help you with learning some information, help you with April's vulnerability, like whatever we can do to help inspire you to, to live your life the way that you want to live it. And hopefully that's a healthy, happy journey, yeah. despite shitty things yeah. happening, despite storms, the toughness coming, yeah. of life that you're <laughs> on your happy, healthy journey. So we hope this helps. And as always, have a, a great day and we'll be chatting here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Reach out if you need anything. All right. See ya. Bye.